and welcome to the Zenial Dome. My name is Gareth Gwynn. And I'm Esther Sears. And this is the podcast for those born between 1977 and 1985. And as you can tell by the background noise, <laughs> we're in a li- like a live environment, aren't we? We're absolutely giddy. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, we're out in the wild. <laughs> we are. Right. So we're recording this at uh, the Machantleth Comedy Festival. In a couple of weeks, you'll hear the episode that we record because we haven't recorded an episode yet. At no. the time of record, this is Sunday no. morning. We're recording. Time this. is mad, isn't it? Yeah, so it's Sunday morning. <laughs> but Esther, do you want to explain what we are stood next to? <laughs> well, this morning I modelled for a portrait drawing class yeah. as part of the festival, and my <laughs> my charcoal drawings are all over the wall. <laughs> yeah, we're surrounded by pictures of Esset in... So, uh, which ones are you? Because this, this, there were two comics yes. posing, um, but this is you? Yeah, that is me. That's definitely this is me. you? Yes. Gareth's definitely pointing at the ones that look a bit like me. Right, let's make this like Portrait Artist of the Year. <laughs> which one's your favourite? Oh, my favourite. I've got a couple of favourites. There's one of just my face, and I look really serious in it, and I love it, because I always think I'm really happy, but actually, I think that's my face all the time. The one in the corner? Yeah, the really kind of pencil but annoyed one now in <laughs> in portrait artist of the year yeah the favorite one you get to take home yeah i want to take it home are you allowed to take it well home? basically they've told me if the artists don't take them with them today then i can have whatever's left oh right so you can have whichever i could one's... potentially yeah so i'm going to be in here after 10 pints tonight <laughs> how many are how many people paint uh, drew you there was like a dozen Sorry, this one's you in the corner. That one there. This? Yeah. Yeah. That one's you. Have you got like a can? Oh, yeah, I had a can of Pepsi because I was right. hungover. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I just thought you had like a can of special fruit in that one. <laughs> no, it's definitely Pepsi. <laughs> anyway, we, we should move on and introduce this week's show. Yeah. Which is Tanya Moore. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so much fun. You're going to love it. Uh, and while you listen to this, we're going to steal these, <laughs> steal these pictures of you. So please enjoy 1982 and stand-up comedies. Tanya Moore. It is 1982's Tanya Moore. Literally, I had ten more days, otherwise I would have lost it. Okay. <laughs> Eleven days, actually. <laughs> We always like to know because we can kind of imagine where you would have been in the hierarchy in school. Yes. So I'm a year older than you and you're a year older than Gareth. So yeah, you're kind right. of in oh. between us. Yeah. yeah. So I would have had nothing to do with you. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. you, what are you, 1981? 81, yeah. What, what 81 yeah. are you? Uh, March. Oh, you're very 1981. <laughs> Yeah, I'm well bedded in there. A clawed, a clawed into 1982. So that means if you're, so you're 1982, that means that you're a, 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 a zenial, obviously, but also you're a millennial. You're one of the older millennials. I'm an elder millennial. Um, how do you feel about that? I, I like it because you've got to give your elders respect. <laughs> so oh. as I enter the room, I'm an old lady and you should respect me and I should have that seat. That's how I feel. I- I love it. That's the first person who said that because most people, including myself, I just think I have nothing in common with any of the rest of the millennials, but you've really owned it. Oh, no, I think we have everything in common with both. I think we're lucky. Mm. Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a really, it's like a double-edged sword. We're lucky because we can connect to both, but we're also unlucky because we can connect to both. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we understand them lot up there from the 60s and 70s. 
And sadly, we got a little bit of understanding for them lot down there. It's crazy. So this idea now that you're like on the cusp of the two, do you find yourself being like the translator between two cultures? <laughs> between yes. And there's times in your life Between my mum like, and my niece? Completely. Oh, there we are. Yes. Perfect example. Yes, yes. there we are. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. How does that, so how does that work out? Is it you going like, oh... Right, this is what your niece is actually up to. Or is <laughs> like, what's the... Oh, no. Uh, so, um, with my mum, it's getting her acquainted with the QWERTY t- key- keyboard on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing well because she's found emojis now, so we just get thumbs up for everything, which is wonderful. <laughs> mum, I love yeah. you. Thumbs up. It's just what you need. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? In this space that we're in. The confirmation that your mum thumbs ups you she doesn't love you she thumbs ups you right (laughs) and then you've got my niece who's like real tiktok heavy and my mum doesn't understand oh by the way she calls every social media app the internet so you don't know it's just (laughs) tears on the internet again everyone's gonna see her like no mum her account's private she literally has three of us on there Leave her alone. It's just, she's not on the big world wide web and wide men are not seeing her. It's private. Uh, yeah, I think when my grandfather was found out that, like, my cousins and everything were on the internet, I think he thought that there was, like, a front page. Yeah. And if you, and if you put it on the internet, it would be, like, BBC News, like, war in Afghanistan. Everyone will know. What my cousin's doing at university. <laughs> like, <laughs> because my mum's very much of the ilk where she's like, don't tell anyone my business. You know, mm. that, that era of human. So uh, we were at her house for Christmas and I did a little video of me just sipping a glass of Prosecco. The video lasted five seconds. And in the back, you could hear her saying these exact words. <laughs> no, because I get mine from Audi. And I said to her, oh, look at how nice the lights look in the background. And she said, delete it. Don't tell everyone my business. And I said, mum, honestly, this is not the hill to die on, baby. No one ca- no one doesn't think you don't go Audi. Like, no one's looking at you and being like, yeah, that's a Waitrose, bitch. Nobody cares. Honestly. Oh. That's really funny, because that generation, that element of privacy about fi- your financial business and anything yeah. like that. Because my, my kids were asking me the other day how much money I've got in my bank account. And I the instant reaction to them was like, I, I, I'm not going to tell you that. And they're like, why? Yeah. And I was like, well, it's private. And I thought, oh my God, that's what my mum would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, yeah, you, you should know how much people are earning. You should know who you're voting for. It's like, everything's... I think know. the voting thing's a bit wild. I think, yeah, you shouldn't know who everyone's earning. Um, I still live in that space and that's the joy of being a bit of both, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, I still live in that <laughs> space. Um, and... What you just highlighted is how brazen kids are nowadays. Because yeah. I would never look at my mum and be like, yes. hey, Joyce, what's going on with your bank account? I would never. That's insane. And they asked you full chest. And when you said that's none of your business, they said, why? Excuse you? You know, the reason behind it is because they've seen um, a hot tub in B&Q that they want to buy. Sorry, what? Oh, I know. I know. Sorry, excuse me, who? We used to get scared to ask for McDonald's after five hours of shopping. They're asking for hot tubs and bank account information. I know. (laughs) 
I never thought I'd enjoy this saying. They don't know they're born. <laughs> yeah, there we are. Honestly. That's where we've reached. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I love that, though, that you can take on all those um, kind of isms that your parents have. But yes. you can still, but because we're millennials, that we can still engage with some of the cool stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. select few things. Like, I know TikTok exists, but do yeah. we know how to really use it? You know, like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I find it really funny. There's someone my age, one of my friends has started to become quite successful on TikTok. Yeah. And I'm I'm absolutely all for it because the idea that I could still crack TikTok is I'm quite <laughs> the thing excited. Is, what I found about TikTok is you can crack TikTok mm. if you have nothing else in your life happening. Mm. Because the amount at which you have to upload is time consuming. Mm. You need yeah. to in order to be successful, there needs to be at least five or six videos a day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's impossible almost if you're busy. Mm. If you've yeah. got, if you dedicate and say this is what's going to make me busy, yeah, then fair. Yeah, then you're but away. I find it really difficult to like do everything and navigate everything. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those ones where I think if you because if you stop, you just you you disappear from people's yeah. roles of whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you call them roles, roles of pills, their threads or whatever threads. you call yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's so much on there. If you don't keep posting, you just yeah. drop off. Because with, with our parents, their attention span is vast because they barely even had entertainment. They just had TV. And by then it was like <laughs> one to four and it was black and white. So, you know, you couldn't even be racist. You didn't know. And then you get to our era and we're like, our attention span is at three minutes because the, the ad breaks are now three minutes long. And that's all mm. we've got time for. Mm. These kids, their attention span is six seconds. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even yeah. want a hot tub anymore. They the, forgot. Listen, <laughs> by the time they finish asking how much you got, they want a new thing. <laughs> That's where they live. They don't even care. Well, talking of things from another time, um, what we like to do is basically these people like yourself who are on the cusp of the two um, uh, generations to find out where you fit in in all this. So we have some questions we like to fire at people. What was the first single you remember buying? Let's do that. Push it, salt and pepper. <gasps> oh, that's really that's cool. That's a really good yeah. one. And I went oh. to the concert when they first came over here. My mum took up. me and my cousin because I was obsessed with them. And everyone just couldn't understand this lady had bought like this. I was must have been about seven, eight. And I was going crazy. And I did a dance routine. And I was having a great time. I remember <laughs> it like it was yesterday. It was the best thing ever. <gasps> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my. So, because you, you grew up in London, right? Yes, yeah. So you had some kind of access to celebrities who would come to the UK because, yes. I mean, I grew up in West Wales. So for me, it was unattainable yeah. <laughs> to even imagine going to a concert. Yeah. I mean, South Wales is unattainable to West Wales. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, it was <gasps> the best time. I, ca- I can't stop wow. thinking about it. It's the best time. So yeah, where would that have been? Pepper. What venue was that in, in London? I want to say Wembley, but I don't, I can't, I mean, I was a child. So wherever, because mm. at that time in, in London, there was only one concert venue. Mm. And I want to say Wembley, but I don't know. But I, wherever the concert venue was, that's where we went to. And um, we were up high. I remember being up high and just remember thinking, 
I, w- I wasn't old enough to want to be downstairs. I just was happy to be in the room. Yeah. You know, just glad. That was it. It was just me and my cousin going crazy. And then I listened to it on repeat for like a month afterwards. And my mum was like, okay, we have to curb this. <laughs> Salt and pepper um, are responsible for, for making us think that having a baby with someone was like the height of... Um, attraction. So the line, um, I think I want to have your baby, it, yeah. it, it kind of sexualized that act of wanting to have a baby with someone. And the reality yes. of it is not sexy <laughs> at no. all. I think they were finding a really nice way to say, let's bang. Right, yeah, pretty much without a condom. Yeah. Right, yeah. like let's just do bareback. You can't. It's not fun in the song. You can't say ah and bareback. You can't do yeah. that. It's not the same. You're not Nobody's taking the same to that. Same. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want consequences in, in right. That. Yeah, right. So let's let's talk about you as a sort of seven or eight year old then, because this is quite interesting. Were you were, were you into so, like, what were you watching on TV? Were you a CBBC or CITV girl? I was a wrestling girl. Oh, were you? Ooh. Yeah. Were you we were a big wrestling family. And I was in love, with, I don't know how, with Hulk Hogan. <gasps> obsessed. And then that fight that he had with Undertaker, where I thought he actually got beaten and nearly died. And I wrote a letter every day. And my mum, bless her cotton, sent it. And then they sent back a postcard, which had printed writing in. And to me, it was personal. <laughs> Judge yourself, guys, okay? Judge yourself. It was personal. Hulk Hogan had written to me to let me know he was okay and I could stop worrying. Oh, oh that's, that's fantastic, actually. So yeah. they were. So you'd have been watching it on. It was on Sky then, wasn't it? Because we didn't have wrestling in our house. Uh, but I remember yeah. that my grandparents had wrestling, and my cousin, yeah. I think, was into it at the time. We had cable. Uh, we had the old uh, cable. Yeah. So wrestling, and and then whatever channel. Thundercats was on. That was me. Them too. Oh yeah. I felt too. I feel like I was too mature for CBBC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thundercats and wrestling. Do Do you have siblings at all? Yes. One big uh, brother, one little sister. Okay. Are they both yeah. Daniels? So my brother is seventy nine. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. He he would He's be. He's in. My sister's nineteen ninety. God forbid. Ah. So she's uh, okay. so she's a totally different. Generation, totally different world. Completely different. Yeah. And I'm glad that she came because if she did it, my mum would never have had a girl because I am tomboy central. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm glad she came and fulfilled that for Joyce. But yeah, she's very different. Very different. The way they think is different. I feel like they're very, I want to say selfish, but I don't think it's selfish because we were raised on a think of others first and their whole vibe is I'm thinking of me first and I, I, I think it's quite healthy that's yeah, what they tell you to do on planes like with, with children and stuff they tell you to put your yeah. own oxygen mask on first before dealing yeah. with other people you have no help to anyone if you're rubbish you can't be like right you put that on oh bye I'm dying like that's not how it goes <laughs> how it goes but yeah so she's very much like well I don't want to and I feel like and I I I and it's just Mm. like oh god (laughs) I was raised on (laughs) so what would like back in in growing up what would is there something that you always think of as like was the first thing that was like yours it wasn't your parents it wasn't your brothers it was something where you were like this 
be that like a song or a or an album? I would or say my dancing, like all my dancing, acting and stuff. I'm the one in the family that does that. Nobody else does that. <sighs> right. That's a Tanya thing to do. Yeah. Um. So they're 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 boring. Just <laughs> got regular schmegler. No, I'm joking. My sister actually at the moment she's building her business, but at the moment when she goes to work, she does um close protection for celebrities. So oh. she meets a lot of, like she did Chris Brown's concert recently. She does all like the stars and all that kind of stuff. So Gosh. I'm waiting for her to stop doing that because I want to continue being the famous one in the family. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> other than that, my brother's just regular schmegler, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what does he, what does he do out of interest? Just to actually, see he just started working for Virgin. Um, he works uh, as his personal trainer, but he teaches people to become personal trainers. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because that doesn't feel like a Gen X thing. No. That feels like a more of a millennial thing. Yeah, that's a new thing. But he used to mm. be um, an engineer for airplanes and then he did a stint farming. It's because he moved out to Preston and what else can you do in fucking Preston but farm? That sounds like something a Gen Xer would do. <laughs> from airplanes to farming. To fa- and then, do you know, <laughs> honestly... <laughs> Yeah, that, honestly, that's a CV. Fair play. A man of many talents. <laughs> yeah, incredible. It's, it's giving incredible. Wembley Market. Do you know what I mean? It's off the bus, the back of the bus stuff. It's back of the truck stuff. <laughs> what a career! Honestly. <laughs> now, because you went to school in, in London as well, so this is a thing that Esther and I have talked about in the past. Yeah. Um, was your school ever on TV? No, because it was a Catholic school. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So no. mum lied because it was the best school in the area and got us into the Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> um, every so often, I had to keep my, my one of the nurses. She knew my mum lied, and she had to keep reminding me that I was Catholic because people would say, "So who, who are you, Catholic or Christian?" And I'd be like, "Christian." She'd be like, "No, Tanya." I'd be like, "Yeah, sorry, Catholic." <laughs> sorry. Yeah. And then when so we would what, have that, what's that moment when you go to church and you eat the bread? Uh, well, first communion, communion and then yeah. communion. Yeah, ate loads of breads, never communed. <laughs> oh, very naughty girl. I yeah. know, I know. But and nine times out of ten, it was that. But it. when you go to church, it's the brunch hour. Stop being weird. It's ten thirty, eleven. It's brunch. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> was your? I'm, I'm quite intrigued by this now because. So I went to a Catholic school. Was it very Catholic, or was Extremely. it like extremely? We had church it, across the road, and we would have assembly across the road three times a week, and we had to wear a uniform, and we would pray and sing praises every day. Because I always think I went to a Catholic school, but I always think mine was like, you know, like there's like Labour and New Labour. Yes. I always think there was like Catholic, and I was like New Catholics. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, Catholic, yeah. There's good. Catholic, and then there's Fine. we just want to be saved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everyone, it, it was. I don't know. I feel like it, there were. I hear people who went to Catholic schools where it's like nuns in every day and things like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what we had. Uh, wow. Oh yeah, no, there was like there was an occasional nun you'd yeah. see, like. <laughs> Occasion. Just bring up the floating. Yeah. I bet you it's not even a nun. It's a teacher who just got changed quickly. Yeah. So you had the illusion of nuns. Um, I went oh, past my second, my primary school um, mid pandems and saw one of the nuns who was actually there when I was there. She's still there. Wow. I know. Yeah. And I thought she was old then. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Jesus. 
I think we all had one of those teachers because I, I yeah. had a teacher in school who we thought was ancient then, and but she taught my dad, and my dad thought she was ancient. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. But it, but there's a She's consistency a in that. There, there's some yeah. <laughs> there's some familiarity and. <laughs> She's definitely a witch. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Oh, lo- loads of loads of my dad's teachers taught me. Definitely, yeah. really? that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and then my dad became a teacher in the school, so it was there was very much like a, I have what's I have broken this by not going back. It's giving Stockholm there. syndrome, Gareth, and I don't know what's yeah. going on with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, my dad. Yeah, there were a good few teachers who were like still floating around. Some, wow. and you're right, actually, some of them they looked weirdly young, given that they'd been teaching there that, that long. That yeah. yeah, very impressive. Um, do you still remember any landline numbers? No, I was trying to. The only thing I remember is that we went from 0181. Do you remember 081, then 0181, yeah. then yeah. 02? Was it 020 straight after that? Because I remember 081 and 071, then 0181, 0171, and then 020 is just, that's it. There's just that. It's 020 no, now. What? If your number was changing so often, no wonder you can't remember any. No. <laughs> Constantly. I remember oh, mine was 0181-694. Oh, what was it? 694. Oh, my God, I must remember. 0181-694. <laughs> That's all I remember. 694 was New Cross. Oh, I see. Oh, yes. yeah. So you could get that close. And then you could get that close. Yeah, you, you knew where you were calling. Because now you don't know what area you're calling unless you, you've got that very direct 0208, 0207. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But before, the 694 was like, okay, so she's in this parameter. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like 881 would be, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I know the 081811. What program was that? Going live. Going live. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. You remember the child line 0800 111, all the ones? Oh, I yes. I remember the child line number. But... 0800 all the ones. And then yeah. you, I don't know, I don't know how naughty oh. you were as a kid. I remember we had ringing one it. phone box. Yeah. Oh, you ring it from the phone I, box. I rang it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You ring okay. child line. Because really, you want to tell them how much of a tyrant your mum is for making you eat vegetables because she's weird. And then you get yeah. there and they answer and you're like, oh, oh, uh, and then you hung up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This will have consequences. My mum hates me. I had to eat two broccolis. And then they'll be like, uh, come oh. off the phone. There are children who really need our help. <laughs> Yeah, this is what Esther Ranson set it up for. Yeah, um. yeah. It was their fault for it being like a, a free number, though, because, yeah. you, you know, you, you could just ring it from anywhere. And why are you telling me if your mum is being horrible to you, make call this phone number? Every kid thinks their mum's being horrible to them. <laughs> Bedtime exists. Stop being silly. So, Esther, what, I was going to ask what you phoned them for, like, when you when you got through. So, everyone was out. Um, I think they'd gone on, like, a Sunday school trip or something, and I was too old by that point, and I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to know what it would be like to ring it. That's funny as hell. But it got serious quite quickly, and I just, yeah, abort, abort. They get real, t- they get real tight, don't they? Real they quick. Do. Yeah, they do. 
It's but like because, I don't know who's more abusive, mum or you, Chardlane. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, but because it was free, like it wouldn't come up on the phone bill or anything. Because my yeah. my mum was one of these mums who would check the phone bill. She'd go. Oh, through is it? it? Oh. Yeah, yeah. She'd go oh, you it. were brave. I went to the mm. phone box. Oh, well done, you. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the phone box for stuff like that. Yeah. For like. C- covert <laughs> just going in there and having a little cheeky moment when you could use the phone box 10p lasted three minutes yeah it did yeah. didn't it now like it these... lasts 20 seconds oh god yeah yeah you could be on there for ages talking i mean to really phone boxes are now just portable toilets aren't they <laughs> yeah. no one actually uses the phone yeah whenever you see a phone box now you're like this is used for like Something. It's either Wi-Fi Two or drug things. running, and I don't know what you're. Two things. Oh, oh! I like that you said drug running. I would have said it's a toilet or it's a place where you can find a sex worker. These oh, are your no, options. Okay. These are your options. <laughs> Do you know I... what? Now we've now we've like brainstormed it. There's actually there are more useful community resources than I thought. Well, to jump forward a little bit, what did you do for the millennium? Oh, my God. Do you know I worked in the Dome? Did you? didn't? You? Yeah, when it Shut opened. Up. Oh, I worked in McDonald's. Oh. God. In college, I got myself a little McDonald's job to get, you know, get through and just have some change in my pocket. So when the Dome was opening, they sent a few of us from different stores down to assist them because it's so big and needed a lot of help. So for the, for the first... Uh, two weeks of it opening, we were in McDonald's in the dome, and it was so weird. Yeah, it was. So, what what kind of McDonald's was it? Because I never went. So, was it regular? Massive? Yeah, mass. Oh, just really? a regular okay. massive. You know, if you go to like one of those shopping centres, like a Blue Water or something, and it's got the the food mm. court, and so you've got the McDonald's, and you've got that massive food court at the front. It's kind of just like that, really. Wow. And so I worked in there, but I spent we spent the the run up to it being scared of um you know the world's going to come to an end the only thing that oh. i really remember because i'm really into crime and criminology is that they were kept saying that the prison um prisoners would be let out because when it hits 2000 they're going to wipe all of their records and stuff yeah. and i was like oh no <laughs> then i've got to learn to fight the weapon i hide and i've got to run like i was so scared they were just all going to come out and then the other half of me was like well i get to see some cousins so yeah <laughs> You know, silver lining and all that chance. <laughs> I'd forgotten about the prison issue. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was, it was a about. big deal, yeah. God. Yeah. So you've got your... You're in McDonald's. Did you get to go in the dome itself and see yes, all the, like, I walked the zones? around the dome itself. Was it shit? Freezing and rubbish. <laughs> it was rubbish. No wonder they changed it because everyone yeah. came down to see this big spectacle of a, of a thing that they make the use that they made of this thing. And within about three months, it was empty because everyone came and saw there was nothing to do but go to McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> <Nothing> <laughs> so you do. did quite well. From yeah, it. <laughs> it was rubbish. I also like the fact that it, Britain's got this funny thing where they kind of go like, we're going to have like this enormous, like big centrepiece thing. We did it for 2012 and we did it for the Dome. Yes. And the Garden Fest for Wales, we did the same thing. They go like, we'll do this thing and don't forget the McDonald's. There's always <laughs> Honestly, the McDonald's. always like, a in. McDonald's. All three had like, and we must make sure there's a McDonald's there. Um, we never actually got to the bottom of, what did you do for the millennium? Like the clicking it over from... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, every, every New Year's, I would just be at my mum's house 
So Tough. I did that until I was about 29 at Aww. my mum's house. Yeah, so we just run to my mum's, do a countdown, and then at 12.03, piss off. No, I'm joking. Just, <laughs> I would just be at mum's, yeah. So we'd be at, we did a little countdown at mum's, and uh, at that time, I wasn't drinking alcohol yet. I was swiftly on the... Do you remember um, Snowballs? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 In my house, you're allowed to have a snowball at Christmas or at New Year's if you're under 18. You're allowed to have one okay. snowball. Okay. Uh. What? Why did you start drinking later on? Was it harder to drink underage in London? No. Um, my mum's not a drinker, so I wasn't okay. really around. Yeah, she's a lightweight. Yeah. You give you, Plus, she sniffs wine. <laughs> she's off the fucking trolley. <laughs> you give her two, that's it. She's gone. She's done. She's in the corner. Oh. She's asleep, right? And then my dad is like a spirits drinker, and I just didn't like the smell of spirits. Yeah. It's the same as why I didn't like tea and coffee for a long time. My dad yeah. smells like tea. My mum smells like coffee. It's just not what you want for yourself, <laughs> is it? But you no. didn't get caught up then in that kind of underage, like binge drinking... No, because I always had something to do. I was like dancing and doing after school activities and stuff. So I wasn't idle enough to have those moments. Some of my friends did, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I I didn't uh, think I liked tea or coffee till I was like well after I left home. And then it just transpired. My parents could not make a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. Can't do it. That makes sense. Can't do it. That's it. Still can't. Yeah. It's rude. See that you had a real reason to call Childline. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you remember like you, your first encounters with the internet and the first websites you visited and all that sort of stuff? We had Black Chat, which is kind of oh. like an MSN space. Yeah. It was supposed to be mostly black people. We'd never knew. But it was called Black Chats. And basically what it was is lots of people just hooking up. Oh, my God, where do you live? What's your name? How old are you? Yeah, it was really weird. How did you come across that? One of my friends had it and she was like, go on Black Chat, have a look at Black Chat. There's so many handsome boys on there and you can't tell if they're handsome because there's no pictures. Stop being weird. (laughs) Stop being weird. Didn't even have emojis back then. Stop it. No avatars, nothing. And I went on there and I was just too overwhelmed with just the amount of conversation and what it means and what you have to do and what you have to be. And I was a tomboy, so I didn't care about boys talking to me. I didn't care. I just went on there so I could be a part of the conversation when I left. I was serious in my zone. I'm like, no, after school, (laughs) I have to go dance class. Then I've got drama. Then I've got this. Then I've got that. I don't want to be on black chat talking to black (laughs) boys who might be old white men. I'm not interested. (laughs) So it was black chat first. (laughs) As you can tell, there's residual anger, guys. Okay, (laughs) just going to enjoy it. (laughs) I'm getting a great image of you, though, because we've never met. But like just thinking about you growing up, you were were doing communion like three three times a week. You weren't going out drinking underage. You weren't engaging with boys on black chat. Like you were like a model daughter. No, my mum wouldn't say that, actually. (laughs) No, because whilst I wasn't out doing all those things and I was dedicated, I was always at dance class or drama class or all these different classes. My mouth, man. Jesus. (laughs) Honestly. What an absolute tyrant. Honestly. I'm scared to have a kid, honestly. (laughs) Honestly. It's the worst. It's just a lot of back chat then. Cheeky little bitch. And because I was on it, I was... 
on it, on it, on it. So, I, mean, I think that's why I'm good at hosting. Now I'm really in the moment and I'm good with the comebacks yeah. real quick, mm. real quick. And I'll give you a callback that you gave to me 20 years ago. And my mum hated it. <laughs> I love how it's become a trans- transferable skill for you yeah. now. Though. She hates that yeah. as well. Because yeah. <laughs> oh, now yeah. I can tell her about herself in the form of comedy. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> One question we like to ask everyone, because it's a real nice gauge for Zaniels. Do you remember where you were when Diana died? Yes! Because my mum was obsessed with her. The day that she died, we were I was playing out. And I remember it was a big deal because in our community in New Cross, Diana was queen. We didn't care about okay. the actual queen. Diana was mm. queen, right? Yeah. And she'd been down and seen us a couple of times and come to a couple of events and did all the handshaking stuff. So it was a big deal. All the mums froze. Mm. My mum used to work in the local community centre and nursery. We'd go to the community centre and it was just it was the area that it was eerie. It was wow. quiet. They didn't want us making any noise because they had rolled in the big TV that you roll out for everyone to watch cartoons and stuff. And it just had the news on. Mm. And we couldn't really play pool or play any games that would make too much noise because we'd be pissing off the adults. (laughs) I remember that and I was irritated by it. Then on the day that she was flying back, we had a big Mm. day out planned. My mum wouldn't leave. We were supposed to leave at 11am. My mum wouldn't leave until after she flew over. And she flew over our estate, yeah. And so we saw the plane and we didn't get to leave until 3pm and I was so fucking mad. Oh my God. Do you remember what the day? What was the day out? Do you remember? Yeah, it was like a Fort Park day. (gasps) Oh, a big day. Right? You've got to get there early to benefit. (laughs) Big day. You can't go to Thorpe Park at 3pm. Babes, we went. (laughs) Did you? We went. (laughs) At the tail end of the day. Babes, we went. That's really I rode like three rides. I was so irritated. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) I love Van up until that moment. I love the idea of you as a child just like waving your fist at the air. Yeah. <laughs> she flew over like God damn What was imitating is that she flew over. I was like, Mum, there she is. And my mum was like, I'm watching the TV. I was like, if you oh. don't listen, <laughs> you've just missed. I've waited this whole day for this moment and you've just missed it because you want to watch the TV. I yeah. feel like a day in Thorpe Park is what Diana would have wanted. Yes. I feel like it. There's no tunnels there. There's no, no, there's no, no. <laughs> she would have loved it. There's all that footage of her, like, yeah. on rides and... On the like, water slides. On water slides yeah. and all I that. Feel like yeah. She came across like a real fun parent, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think she would have loved it as well. Yeah. I think I think that would have been a, a fitting tribute today in Thorpe Park. I mean, yeah. tell uh, Joyce, babe. <laughs> and pr- and pres- presumably Joyce was all over the funeral as well. Oh, all over it. Yeah. I loved it. Mm. Absolutely. She would never leave her house and go and stand in the street, though. It's always watched right. it from the TV. Right. Yeah. 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 Respectful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Respectful, but like from a distance. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so you've mentioned a bit earlier on about your dancing and that in school you were doing like dance classes things like that and you won is this right you won the hip-hop dance championship the world hip-hop championships 2005 to 2006 yeah with my dance group so how did that come about like what was the 
I've always been a dancer and I was in this dance group called Plague and he was, we'd always, we'd done loads of UK competitions and Europe competitions and we'd won all of them. So it, he was just looking for bigger and better and then he found the World Hip Hop Championships and he studied it for like a year before he even told us that we were going to do it. Then he entered and was like, oh yeah, guys, by the way, we're doing this competition. And then we, we entered the UK branch of it where you have to be all the best groups in the UK to go and represent the UK in the first place. Mm. And it wasn't until we won that we found out we needed to like raise this mass amount of money, like 15 grand. <gasps> and then, I know we're like five kids from bloody <laughs> yeah. working class backgrounds. We do rehearsals in car parks sometimes because we can't afford three pounds to rent the room each. So we've yeah. got like grazed knees because we're still doing floor stuff because <laughs> we're so dedicated. <laughs> so we're not dedicated, we're dickheads. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> absolute. There were people like, why are on the floor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Aww. I heard you politely laugh and I thought, let me just let them be free. Let me let them be free. It's their podcast, it's their space. So. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> Don't shit on our dreams, guys. So we were doing all of those things. And then we won this competition and we had to do like bare fundraising and stuff to get the money. And my mum managed to get us like the lot. We, we were lacking like two grand. And she managed to get us this two grand. She rubbed Labrooks. And then we, um, <laughs> we went there and it was nice because it was scary at first because it was our first time, five of us traveling. There was no adult. We were the adults. Where and, um, in the world was this? Like, where did you? Lo- Los Angeles. Oh, <gasps> yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> so we just, just five of us. The eldest person being twenty-two, the youngest person being nineteen, just jumped on a plane and went to America to do this competition. And in our group, there were five of us. Every other group had like minimum ten. We were like, oh, oh shit. And they were like, yeah, fill the stage, guys. There's five of us. <laughs> It was crazy. And then there were like 53 groups. I I think it was 53 or 57 groups in our category from around the world. And there's two days of dancing and you've got to come top 10 to dance tomorrow. So we were like, we have to come top 10. Otherwise, all of this fundraising was for two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. What? Crazy. So then we came first, which was wonderful. And then the next day we came first again and it was great. I mean, it was the first time the UK ever won that competition. How has this no! not been turned into a heartwarming film that, yes! that, that somehow day, stars Gav. Jim Broadbent? <laughs> I just feel like I've tried to talk about my dancing thing and I've tried to make it a thing, but because we've had so many shit dance movies already, uh... people are scared to touch it. Yeah, they're scared to touch it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think as long as you can find space for Bill Nighy or Jim Broadbent somewhere in it, it is, <laughs> we'll it is the classic we'll British out. film. Classic. We'll what did you win? Did you win anything of significance? A medal. Okay. That sits at my mum's ass oh. and the accolades, and that's it. <laughs> what, what, what music? Had we stayed in America, we would have had fruitful careers. Because what we found out after the fact was J Lo's then boyfriend, Chris, the dancer one wanted us to come to America and do like a little tour with him and his dance group. But my dance, my then dance teacher didn't want to do that because he was also being scouted by Cirque du Soleil and they wanted him to be a choreographer. He is now a choreographer for Cirque du Soleil. He took the Cirque du Soleil and didn't take the Chris offer. So since then, 2005 to now, he's one of the main choreographers for Cirque du Soleil. 
But if they, if he'd gone for the other option, you could have been doing Super Bowl. We all could have been wonderful. So it was oh. a group effort or a solo effort, and we can all see what he chose, guys. <laughs> okay, because now I'm here talking to you. <laughs> did you like after it? Did you do anything with dancing? Did you go? Or did you go? Well, I've literally just won I the stopped. world hip hop. I stopped dancing. Yeah, did I was you? like, where do we go from here? Because yeah. I don't want to be a dancer per se. Right. So where do we go from? winning the worlds yeah so i came back i started teaching dance and i was like oh i want to get back on stage started hosting dance events and the parents were like you're really funny you should try comedy and now here we are <laughs> that's amazing so that's like, that was your route into it then like yeah oh amazing so then everyone's like oh my god what community did you like growing up i'm like um my dad I don't, know. I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? I don't know. I don't have this obsession with comedians and like the craft the way some mm. people do. I'm like, babes, I'm just cheeky and I'm getting paid for it. Relax. <laughs> That's what people in the industry would call organic. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Tanya, you're so naturally funny. Uh-huh. Tell Joyce. <laughs> yeah. Thank Out of you. interest, what was the what was the music you danced to when you won? Hip hop, hip hop, and oh R&B. yeah, no, no, sorry, sorry no, Street I got dance. that. I just, oh, <laughs> I just oh, we were only allowed like um, to case. use three songs. So it was Missy oh, okay. Elliott. We used Missy Elliott. We had this. Um, there's a guy called Mikey Asante. He's one of the UK's um, biggest producers. He happened to be my dance shoes teacher's best friend at the time. Oh. So he wasn't the big producer then. He'd only done a couple of things like Kano's album and stuff like that. But he would make our music. So he would take one track and then just chop it up into several different ways. It sounds like different music, but it's the same song over and over again. So one of the songs that we used was Missy Elliott's... um, What was the biggest song back then? It was one of those... One of them noisy. You know Miss Yellow's music so noisy. It's very it's a lot noisy. Of yeah. A lot of shouting, loud instruments, all stuff that if you're a real adult, you don't want to fucking hear. Because now when I play Miss Yellow, I'm like, babes, calm down. Stop it. But back then, if you played Miss Yellow, I'd be like, yes, yes, she really gets me. She really gets me. I feel seen. Like that was me back then. Miss Yellow, I must remember like one of them party tracks. But the video is actually on YouTube now, if you want to go. Is it? Oh, that was going to be my next question. See, it's, oh. on, it's on YouTube and it's um, Plague yeah. World Hip Hop Championships 2005. Definitely going to look that up. Amazing. Oh, congratulations. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. <laughs> so, so did you enter any competitions when you were in school then? Yes. I'm trying okay. to think of what ones I didn't enter. Um, I entered everything. I'm very competitive. Okay. So uh, in primary school, I was well known for athletics. I would always win all the races. Mm-hmm. And then uh, towards the end of um, year 11, we had that race where you everyone in year 11 races, boys and girls. And I won that one. But at the end of winning that one, I had torn my ligaments. I didn't stretch. <sighs> to my ligament in my knee, which is really sad because Crystal Palace were asking me to do trials for athletics. Oh, no. So I had to drop that and then focus on my dancing a bit more. But as a result, now I'm a World Hip Hop Champion. So there you go. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I entered that. I entered, like, all of the spelling bees and the drama and all the any competition there was. I was like, I'll do it. So you, you didn't mind putting yourself out there because I always think of like high school, especially like you, I think you either fall into one of two categories, people who like to be seen doing stuff and people who just want to go under the radar and not yes. be seen by anyone doing no, anything. I was, who wants to read? Me! <laughs> right. Yeah. 
was that kid. Irritating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How were you, how was that perceived by other people around you? Well, when you're being selfish, luckily you don't realise. You don't get yeah. <laughs> no, I never knew. No. <laughs> I'd love to lie to you guys, but I just feel like I'm in my be truthful era. I <laughs> yeah. love it though. I love it. Just the obliviousness of just, yeah, I'm just doing my thing. I'm in my be truthful era. I've turned 40 now. I couldn't give a shit. You know that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you put in the Zenial Dome? Well, because I care about the Xennials, lies, I want them to feel looked after. And in the 80s and 90s, there was one medicine that we all had, no matter what colour, class, creed, race, no matter where you were from, we all had a bottle of original Lucozade. And I want to put that in the dome. That is such... That is such a good idea. I'm so <laughs> yes. happy. I'm so happy. And like the original. Yeah. The original, yeah. original. Yeah. With all the shits, bells yeah. and whistles. Yeah. <laughs> when we were sick, cowpole. Fuck you, cowpole. Have you had a Lucozade? <laughs> oh my God. What? Yeah, yeah, my mum. Your mum would give you a Lucozade. Yeah. yeah. I went medicine. Through- I went through a stage, um, like, late in primary school, like, the last two years in primary school, where I would get stomach bugs a lot. I don't yeah. know what was wrong with me. And it was always, as soon as I was able to keep stuff down, Lucas, it was the first thing my mum would give me. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. I, I think I'd forgotten I that era of it being a medicine. At some point, yeah. they did a real pivot. They did. Well, I remember my parents when I was really little, I had something wrong and they gave me Lucozade. And I don't know if it was like the sugar or whatever, but apparently I was yeah. lying on the sofa sleeping and shouting the words Terry Wogan. Um, <laughs> that is hilarious. And they were like, he's not well, give him some medicine. I love that. I think I'd fall asleep. I love that. But yeah, I was like, Terry Wogan. <laughs> Yes, that's hilarious. But yeah, I love that that's your fever dream. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it it remains very on brand. Um, (laughs) It's your fever dream. (laughs) But yeah, and now if if a kid was ill and you went, well, I'll just go and get a Lucozade, you'd think you'd lost your mind. Are you okay, sir? Do you know what I mean? We'd be like these kids. They don't know nothing. They don't know they're born. It's (laughs) what. What a piece of marketing to somehow go from you need it when you're ill to you need it when you run. And it's you need it when you're ill that. to sport. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a weird To sport. Thing. It's a healthy energy drink. There's no such thing as a healthy drink. <laughs> That's crazy. Am I am I imagining this or did it used to come as well in glass bottles? Yes, yeah. it did. And it, they it were giving had, us like, glass bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy you chose that. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe we should serve Lucas Aid in the cafe, Gareth. Yeah. In, in the Ooh, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of packet ready made, kind of powdery packaged meals and Lucas Aid. And a Lucas Aid. Oh, or, or if you've got a pharmacy. You know, yeah. like well, we should get a pharmacy. Yeah. Why Stack wouldn't up. we have a pharmacy? Get a pharmacy, and there's no medicine in there. It's just, just Lucozade. Bottles of Lucozade. Wall to wall <laughs> Lucozade. And just to be even more annoying, you need a prescription. Yeah. <laughs> if I were to go to a shop now and buy Lucozade, is it the same drink as in the 80s, or have they like. 
changed. They've changed the ingredients, Have apparently. Apparently. Yeah. I, I sort of can't believe that the drink I had, yeah, like I say, for a stomach bug or whatever. It was. It really was like a catch-all medicine, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was the, it was that day's paracetamol. Yeah. <laughs> what a fantastic... Also, now, they, they, they do all the sort of weird flavours, because this yeah. is the thing now. Whereas back then, it was like, no, one flavour and you'll like it. And yeah. and don't ask what that flavor is. No, well, I can't even. I can't even put my finger on it. What does even original mean? Yeah. What <laughs> even <laughs> is that original flavor? I feel like Nuka's Aid came about because somebody fucked up Iron Brew one time. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. Yes. That's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I know Joyce already, but was she a big believer in Lucas Aid as a, <laughs> when you were kids? Yes, yeah. shoving it because she'd buy the big ones and you weren't allowed to drink it for for leisure. It was for no, if anybody no. was ill. No, we never... It was only in the house if someone was ill. It was like... If someone yeah, was ill. there was Ill. no <laughs> buying Lucas. That's probably why they changed the branding, because... Yeah, because you, you only... You didn't buy it for fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is there anything that you'd like to see a resurgence of that, like, were as a zenial thing that might have gone by the by? Might not... It's a, it's a boring one a little bit, but I was talking about it. Kids need community clubs. They need after-school clubs. They need community centres. They need spaces that isn't them outside dressing like criminals, wearing stab-proof vests as bags, wearing masks during a time where we don't need to wear a fucking mask, even though you complained in a time where it kept you healthy, you psychopath, (laughs) and loving the colour black. Like, we need to just get the kids back into bright-coloured clothes in a community centre and put fucking Blue Peter on. Jesus. <laughs> Make something that's not a shank. Do you know what I mean? I want community centres back. The kids need a place. Because this is, like, pre- presumably as well, because you, you did a lot of this as a kid. You were yeah. doing all that sort of stuff. and We were always busy. If we weren't in the community centre doing lots of different things, we were out on a trip. We were doing, yeah. you yeah. know going to places and doing stuff. There was always stuff for us to do, stuff for the parents to tire out all the kids. So when you go home, you bath, you eat, you bed. Done, mm. right? Kids don't do that now. They've got too much time on their hands. Yeah. Really ruined the end of a fun punch. <laughs> no, no. I think Sorry. it's good to end on a really serious message. Make people yeah. think. <laughs> Sorry, if this was Edinburgh, I totally missed the mark. We should have come 20 minutes ago. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, is there anything that you... Is there a trend you regret embracing? Or anything you think, yeah, we'll leave Oh, my God. Did you ever do that thing where you couldn't walk on three drains or walk underneath one of them signs? You walk underneath the dog's legs, we used to call it, because it would break your mum's back? Oh, well, they were all like, you don't stand on cracks in pavements and all that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, oh, all okay. of that yeah. shit. I believed it like it was a real... Thing. And I'd be in the street like this, Mum, no, no way, we can't step on the cracks. Your back's going to break, Mum. <laughs> it sounds like you set up even more rules than were strictly necessary. By yeah. Honestly. So what and that's rules? what happens when you're bored, babe. Yeah. You just create shit. <laughs> so what was it? You can't stand on three drains. You can't walk over three drains because that would bring you bad luck. Okay. The cracks will break your mum's back. Walking under the dog's legs is five years bad luck. And then there was another one where if you did something in the mirror, your your next two boyfriends would be ugly. So, can't do that. <laughs> I'm feeling a wow. lot of judgment, guys. It's, yeah. it's, it's strong. It's strong. <laughs> 
Wow. But yeah, because yeah. like Gareth said, that's next level. That's that's a full on game there that you've put there's rules, <laughs> there's instructions. This is what people put into your heads in London, in South yeah. London, in New Cross. <laughs> this is what we were struggling with. It's like hunger games. You didn't yeah. want to look in the mirror the wrong way. You didn't want your next two boyfriends to be ugly. It's <laughs> funny like because any superstitions I think all in that I came across all came from my mum's side of the family, I think. I get the impression okay. that all her aunts and stuff, so there were all things like, it's not crossing on stairs, don't put this here. Yeah. There's like all, all this sort of, of stuff. stuff where it's like, oh, God. I... Oh, don't, don't stir with a knife because you stir up trouble. Oh, yeah. that's Did I... you get that one? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Got that one. Don't let get cutlery cross. Like don't, all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 My grandmother would never would never wear green or buy anything green for the house. So whenever and I love green, green's my favorite color because she thought it was it was bad luck. So every time I wow. buy something green, case in point, there's a cushion behind me. I just think, "Fuck you." <laughs> that is funny as shit. <laughs> Fuck you. That is funny as hell. No way. Yeah. Why green? I don't know. So superstitious about it. I don't wow. know. I don't know. That's so crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that's I know. those maybe, are the things that I believe. Maybe my next boyfriend in. will be ugly. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Biker Grove. Grange Hill. Oasis or Blur? Blur. Grunge or Hip Hop? Hip Hop. Arches and Lemonade or Malibu and Coke? Malibu and Coke. <laughs> BT Cellnet or Nokia 3310? 3310. Radio Times or the TV Times? TV Times. Pop Tarts or Push Pops? <laughs> now, I never thought I'd say this, guys, but that was incredibly racist. <laughs> Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. <laughs> uh, Nintendo or Sega? Nintendo. And lastly, Doc Martens or Caterpillars? Because <sighs> you've got to break in a Doc Martens. <laughs> Doc Martens, let's so, go. That's so true. That's so true about breaking them in. You've got to break so, them in, but once yes. you do, yeah. you reach yeah. the sweet spot. I feel like of the two, Doc Martens have definitely like won the war of that. Yes. Like, but um, yeah, although and Caterpillar's not bad, it's just it's a Doc Martin though. <laughs> yeah, I think Caterpillars maybe are trying to make a resurgence now with like the combat trousers that are coming back yes. in because that was yeah. kind of what you would wear them with in an all sense yeah. type of way. <laughs> yeah, but also yeah. Doc Martens makes that look better. Yeah, it does. It, it does. does. It's just it's just something about the dog. <laughs> I just bought a nice khaki pair. Oh, <gasps> did you? And their their material as well. Oh my god, I know. It's sexy. <laughs> they're heavy as shit. Nice. <laughs> That's fantastic. How can people find out what you're up to? Uh, they can check my social media, Tanya Moore. All of it's just Tanya Moore, and you can check my website, tanyamore.co.uk. That was Tanya Moore. Uh, thank you to Tanya for doing the show. And I really enjoyed the episode. I really want a Lucasade. I want a Lucasade. That's exactly <laughs> what I was just going to say. But do you want a Lucasade because you're hungover? Or oh, you want... God, yeah, 100%. Yeah, very hungover drinking, yeah. isn't it? A Lucasade. Um, because we are still, if you listen to the start, of, well, of course you've heard the start of the podcast. I don't how... know, maybe there's someone who's working their way from back to front. <laughs> if you heard the start of the podcast, you'll know that we're in a tent uh, in a bar 
in Machantlet for the Comedy Festival and surrounded by charcoal drawings of Essex. Uh, there's there's some quite arty ones in the corner. I mean, they're all arty. Yeah. But there's some ones in the corner of you. I quite like this. It's not abstract, but it's not it's not detailed. But there's there's some movement to the to the charcoal drawing. Yeah. And I really like that one. It looks like the sort of picture you'd find in a modern church. It is. That, I'm, like, I'm like a modern day uh, Virgin Mary. Do you want to clarify that you're not in the nude for these? Or? I'm not in the nude. <laughs> I considered it, but I I would only do it in the nude if I could find a massive axe. Because I, I found it really funny, the idea of posing nude but wielding an axe. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, so this morning, because I'm staying with my parents, who live not far away, I sent my uh, 72-year-old dad out to the shed to look for an axe, <laughs> and he couldn't find one. Did he not find one because you said, if you find one, then I'll pose nude? Potentially, yeah. yes. Yeah, he had an axe. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest, you don't live in this bit of Wales without an axe, do you? This, this, isn't, this isn't non-axe wielding Wales that we're in. <laughs> Um, we should very quickly go through... I'm just looking at some of the tweets we've had recently. Um, thank you to Bryn, who listened to the Steph Guerrero episode and enjoyed it, in particularly Steph's choice uh, for the dome of that Vesta curry. Yeah. Um, and he said... See, I was fascinated by this. Tinned meatballs with pasta was a staple meal in my house growing up. Yeah. But sometimes my mum would drop a drop of food colouring into the pasta, which made for an interesting-looking dish. He doesn't specify what food colouring. No, but that... <laughs> Blue? That sounds foul to me. <laughs> like, that's one of those things. That sounds absolutely awful. Because after, after we recorded that episode, I then remembered... Because um, we would have those meatballs with pasta, but sometimes we'd have meatball sandwiches. So we'd have those tinned meatballs, but it wasn't like the full meatballs. She would mash the meatballs up. Oh! And, like, spread butter really thickly on the bread and then put the meatballs on top of it. Oh, it was delicious. de the meat. <laughs> <laughs> so we should probably wrap up thank you very much for listening to the show we'll be back next week uh, with Stu Goldsmith comedian's comedian Stu Go- that's the name of his podcast not like uh, and also he is he, he is, is in many ways the he comedian's really comedian yeah. he really is um, but the fantastic Stu Goldsmith is a, is a really great episode um, so we shall see you next week thank you very much goodbye bye bye